Hi guys, and welcome to episode two of RL Talks. I'm Mike. I'm Katrina. And in this episode, we are going to be taking a deep dive into my fitness journey and all the roller coaster that came along with it. Uh, this was something that I was shocked that we wanted to do because this is a big uh, crux in my life and a big part of how we came to be now. Um, and the whole journey is quite an emotional and physical roller coaster. Bit of a content warning and trigger warning though. We do talk about mental health stuff and um, suicide stuff as that was a part of my life that I'm not ashamed to talk about and I'm not ashamed to admit of because I'm here today in spite of all that. So without further ado, grab yourself a drink, kick your feet up and dive into episode two of our All Talks. How are you? Episode two. Yeah. I'm excited. I'm excited too. Um, so in writing these episodes, or at least writing the template, um, a lot of things came to light and a lot of things um, really started shining through and what we wanted to talk about. And the reality is, is, you know, we, there's tons of science-based podcasts out there and some of them I love to listen to, but I feel like that's not really our space. I mean, we use it. We use science in our training methodology and how we coach clients. But I didn't feel like we were the right people to talk about that, you know. So I think uh, what it comes down to is a lot of what we're going to be talking about is real life experiences and just the things we've been through and giving you guys tips and tricks for losing weight or living a healthier lifestyle by using our own experiences and by using the experiences we use with clients. Not saying that science-based isn't practical or isn't necessary because it absolutely is, but sometimes you need that real life application. And I think this is what this episode is going to be about is just about our roller coasters, our roadblocks, our journeys. Um, and how we've managed to overcome them and hopefully take a little bit of what we talk about today and apply it to your own lives because I feel like a lot of what we're going to talk about runs in parallel with what people encounter on a day-to-day basis and I think it's super important to realize that it's not just you you're not broken there are other people that have gone through this experience as well for sure and I think it's going to be fun to also see like where our journeys take us Um, this podcast will give us the ability to share all of our ups and downs with you guys and Um, I think it'll be fun for us to document like where we are, where we've been and where we're going. So with that being said, where should we start? Well, I think, uh, you brought this up in when we were first kind of putting this all together. Um, you really wanted me to talk about my roller coaster of a fitness journey. And to me, having lived it, you know, it really didn't, it really didn't click that it was such a it was such an extraordinary journey or it was such a um, notable one until I really started breaking it down and realized, man, I've been and done a lot of shit. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I remember like when we first started talking, 
about where you've been and and what you've gone through I was like you are a prime example of like going through all of it like Mm -hmm. you've done the extremes on both ends you've I, I don't know like so let's just Let's just pop into it. Okay, yeah, this is going to be a deep dive into my life, which is kind of terrifying, but... um, Where did it start? Where did your... Like, what was the moment where you were like, well, shit, this ain't working for me anymore? I think for me, the the biggest, the biggest um, aha moment or the biggest roadblock that I hit head on was graduating high school. And I know I touched about this on episode one, but graduating high school, my high school weight was 235 240 pounds and I did not hold it well like I you're like three and a half feet (laughs) I know like roly-poly yeah I was like I was like a garden gnome hate fuck the Michelin man and spend some time in a resort and got a little tan like I was awful (laughs) (laughs) it was awful like I remember I remember going to the store and like going to shop for clothes and I was a size like 38 size 40 waist jeans oh my gosh and you know I could possibly um like squirm my way into you know a medium or large hoodie but I just look like a busted up can of biscuits like oh it was awful feels so, very doughboy like when you gotta like pop the can and it all comes like squirt now. Yeah, when you accidentally drop that can of like <laughs> Pillsbury biscuits in the aisle and just poof, like that was <laughs> that was my gut. And I remember having to buy like extra large sweaters and extra large shirts. And you know, in in retrospect, like I hadn't actually realized just how much that was negatively affecting just not only my 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 mentality, my emotions, but also my physical health as well. And I mean. Far beyond the, you know, getting winded, climbing a flight of stairs or, you know, not being able to breathe as I'm tying my shoes. But I remember very distinctly, like, I had super poor eyesight and my cardio capacity, like my cardiorespiratory capacity was fucking nothing. And like my joints hurt. And at, at the age of like 18, like at the age of 18, you, you we're surprised if something hurt. <laughs> For sure. I do think it's important to like acknowledge that I feel like so many of us when we get out of high school is such a that's such a pivotal moment mm-hmm. when it comes to even our like activity levels. Like when I think back and I was like, wow, like I mean, I played hockey, so I was definitely like in shape ish. I couldn't do a push up to save my life, but that's okay. But I remember leaving high school and all of a sudden I was gaining all of this weight and I was like, why? Like my, my eating hasn't really changed, but like the amount of physical activity, even just like think back to high school. And like, I went to Crescent Heights and there was so many stairs in that school. Mm -hmm. Think about all the stairs that you climbed in a day. Yeah. Like when you take away just that like movement of like walking to class, doing gym for one hour, like when those things are suddenly gone and suddenly you're not thinking about like what your movement does, like I feel like so many people post high school go through a like, holy shit, I'm out of shape. How do I fit this back into my life? And I think for me, I I wouldn't necessarily say like graduating high school was a catalyst. Um, I was, I think I had accepted like, this is who I am. I'm just going to live with it. Right. Like I said previously, like I had been in martial arts since I was four years old and 
I carried that through into junior high and then high school, I kind of started falling out of love with it. And it wasn't that, you know, I, I, I hated it. I just, I couldn't keep up. Mm-hmm. And I think that was mentally, it was just, it was exhausting. Like, well, I can't keep up with the class or I can't do these things that I used to be able to do. And then, you know, I had such a great support system um, in my martial arts community um, in my capoeira community, capoeira for those of you who don't know is a Brazilian martial art, dance fighting. We'll just say dance fighting. But I used to do that, and I used to be pretty darn good. But um, I don't know. I just had such a great support system. But I just, I, I had gone through such a mental shift in that I was just accepting who I was and that I wasn't going to amount to anything, you know, physically capable. So I just kind of dropped that, and then fast forward into going to post-secondary and getting my EMT or PCP now, (laughs) EMT for those of you who are old balls and still remember when we used to be EMTs and paramedics. (laughs) But I think between the stressors of post-secondary, the stressors of the job and a lot of the mental trauma that I had endured throughout my life, I think that to me was the biggest shift because that all of that together just kind of made this cup fill and boil over and spill mm-hmm. over. And I, um, I'm i not ashamed to admit to say that um, I did try to harm myself. I did have um, suicidal thoughts. I did try to commit suicide. I'm not ashamed to say that because I feel like that was my pivotal moment. For some people, they graduate high school and, you know, they, they want their big glow up and, and, and uh, you know, see old high school photos of themselves and be like, no, I'm going to be different. But for me, that part of my life, yeah, it was a phase in my life. But I think the pivotal moment was when finally I had reached my breaking point and I wanted to say enough was enough. And uh, I'm not going to go into my traumas. I'm not going to go into what I've been through, what I've seen, but that was a huge pivotal moment. And that to me was when I had to stop and say, I need to make a change. I need to make not only a change physically, but mentally, I needed to seek help and I needed to really shed that skin, shed that shell of the person that I once was. And I think that to me was my pivotal moment. And that was years after high school. Fair enough. Fair enough. So what did you do? What, like you, you decided to take control. you recognized that you needed to make a change on multiple levels. Yeah. So what was your, what was your initial game plan? fucking the wrong plan (laughs) um so i began lifting and i honestly like i was that person i was that person who would go to um oh my god oh god (laughs) i was that person to go to like t nation or bodybuilding.com and get those Mm. like free programs and then try it and then do things so horribly wrong that i would just get frustrated and abandon it and then Fast forward like a year past a year past my starting point. Did you make any progress in that year following like those free um like free workout programs? Like let's be honest, like bodybuilding.com was like like that's a thing. That was a holy grail. That was right? like that was a whole that that was where people went. That was the Bible. That was and yeah. they gave all of this free information. So it was a fantastic resource for the time. And it was it was the same with like T Nation and all that. Yeah. Even though like T Nation is like I see it as like the buzzfeed of the fitness industry, but like there were some big names that came out of there. I mean, like you have like 
Christian Thibodeau and like Brett Contreras and um, I think Greg Knuckles as well. Like all big names that have created these empires, but they started just writing for T Nation, right? But, and I mean, not saying that that information isn't good. It can be good if you have some experience, but when you're a newbie coming Mm -hmm. out and you don't understand those, those mechanics, understanding the, the proper, you know, properly managing um the load during a workout or your progression for sure you know like it if you're keen and you really really dig 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 into this like you know you can make it work but i mean how many newbie lifters just see a program and just want to do it right and they just think oh i'm just gonna add five ten pounds every every week and 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 you know you know jesus take the wheel right but there is there is a science behind it and there is a proper periodization behind it. You just have to be keen and really almost read between the lines or really read into the program before you just dive headlong and, and just try it. Right. And that was my thing is I just dove headlong and I'm like, I'm going to, I'm going to get a six pack and have a thousand pound total and be like friggin' Achilles by the end of these, you know, eight, eight weeks. weeks. <laughs> <laughs> and the, you know, what I do have to say though, like, having those programs that are free and like or whatever free information is out there like i think we can look back and we can comment on the fact that like there's so many things that you have to read between the lines on but at the end of the day like movement is movement and we all start somewhere Mm -hmm. like i mean i remember pulling free workouts out of magazines Mm -hmm. or and like doing them like when i was working on the boonies like i remember being in the basement of our staff house like being like how can i do this at home and i'm just like pulling these free workouts because that that was that was the go-to, yeah. honestly. Like that was yeah. that was where we found our information. And sure, now we can look back and be like, okay, these are the pieces that I was missing. But at the end of the day, it's still a start. It's still movement yeah. that mattered. And and it's not to say that I didn't make progress. Like I mean, you know, for someone who hadn't lifted a barbell in the past, like so for someone who hadn't done the big three compounds, right? Like your squat, bench, deadlift, the good old SBD. Like for someone who hadn't done that, like I went from squatting like terribly squatting like 135 pounds to you know having a one rep max of like two plates okay right like i i you know i deadlifted i i'd squatted and deadlifted two plates you know i could i could maybe squeeze out a 185 single on bench press and to me that was huge progress right but then you come across what all newbie lifters do and they reach that point and they try to push past it and then oops you get injured right your For back, sure. your knees, your shoulders, whatever, right? And that's when I started getting frustrated. Like if I'm doing, in my mind, it's like, if I'm doing everything right, why am I getting hurt? Even though I was doing everything so wrong. <laughs> like I wasn't taking the time to work on my load management. I wasn't periodizing properly. I wasn't taking proper recovery. I wasn't taking, looking at my nutrition. I wasn't recovering properly. I wasn't taking those deloads or those tapers um, to really make the program more effective. I just like a bowl through a china shop like totally. just bust through yeah, right so sure. i ended up getting injured and then i'm like you know what screw it and i realized too that i even though my my numbers were going up my weight wasn't changing i was still hovering around that 230 240 mark and finally i decided that i'm i'm going to do things right wrong <laughs> i was basically starving myself I was eating... So calorie deficit came into play at this point. Yeah, super, super aggressive calorie deficit. Like, I started reading about it. I'm like, okay, calorie deficit, more movement. Good. And this is why 
This is why I hate when people say, um, well, the key to weight loss is just eat less, move more because it minimizes people's need for food and necessity for food and the psychiatry behind it and the mentality behind just eating less and moving more, right? Because mm-hmm. for me, eating less and moving more meant I'm going to eat the bare minimum calories, making sure I have a portion of lean protein, right? And running until I puked. <laughs> and sure, I could run, you know, a 10 kilometer, 12 kilometer run in under an hour. And I went from 235 pounds to 168 pounds in like seven months. Okay. So we went from losing your motivation to move at all. Then you picked up movement again. Mm -hmm. And then you realized nutrition needed to come into play. Yeah. And so we went from the extreme of not paying attention to movement or eating to being obsessed with it. Yeah. And I, it was, that's exactly it. It was an obsession. It was, yeah. and this was, this was a time kind of before my fitness pal a little bit. Yeah. Um, and which. Before like, macros were a thing really. Before macros. It was were, all about calories back then. Absolutely. Like it was, it was, it was more about macros. And this is like 2012, 2013 ish. Yeah. Um, about calories. Not macros. Yeah. It was about calories. And like, so it was, you know, I was eating anywhere from, just to put things in perspective, I was eating anywhere from. 800 to 1100 calories a day okay and doing upwards of like two runs a day sometimes okay. two three runs a day give or take so i lost a lot of weight in a very short amount of time and i looked sickly like i can look at those photos i can look at my before and after photos and i looked sickly like i looked gaunt my cheeks were sunken in like i had no mass on my frame at all like it was bone and a little little bit of pudge like yeah. a little bit of belly um i didn't have the six pack i didn't have the 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 ripped delts i didn't have the chiseled back i was just thin and do you remember how you felt during that time awful <laughs> <laughs> mentally i would say like psychologically like i was like cool i'm getting thin i'm like finally reaching that weight where you know i could see myself at like but physically, I just felt ill. You were you know? still lifting too, or were you just running? No, I was just running. I was just just running, um, and like yeah, I, like I just psychologically, I was like, I'm losing weight. I'm I'm looking good, but physically, like I just didn't feel good. Like I was always exhausted. I could run, and I had a resting heart rate. I think I had a resting heart rate at some points at like 38. Like I know. <laughs> And I, but I just felt gross. Like I had no energy. I would pass out randomly. Like I remember. What? Yeah. What? Yeah. I remember lifting like a box or something like that. And then I blacked out and I woke up and there was like a smear of snot on the wall where I had like face planted and like my face hurt. And I texted my friend and I'm like, I think I just passed out. <laughs> like. And that's the, that's the state I was in. Like I had no energy. I had, I couldn't lift a dang thing. Cause I just had no muscle on my frame. Yeah. It was just skin and bone. <laughs> okay. Um, and, uh, what was the next shift? The next shift was, I feel like crap. I need to make a change. 
So I did what any reasonable person would do, and I went back to bodybuilding.com to get more free programs. You keep laughing, but like you have to be, you have to acknowledge like the importance of that. I do in that time frame. And like it, that was it. And it is like I said, it is, it is, it is good. And for back then, for what we had, like, you know, we don't. You got to think like it, social media wasn't really a thing back then. Like we had no. Facebook, but like yeah, it was not like it was now. You didn't have like online coaches. The conversation yeah. was not was so much more limited to just like those that were serious mm-hmm. into the weightlifting and bodybuilding or like the fitness community. And outside of that, there was a very, very little information. Like there wasn't yeah. a big conversation about it. So. Absolutely. And I mean, there was like some, um, fitness YouTubers. Yeah, this was when, that's right. This, YouTube. Was, this was when YouTube was a big thing. And I remember my brother was actually, he actually edited some videos or a video for a really big YouTuber mm-hmm. um, who was also like a bodybuilder um, who was also a bodybuilder and he um, he gave my brother a free program and I s- started trying this program out but again like I didn't understand the periodization I didn't really understand the progression and load management and everything like that so I ended up kind of getting lost in it and I ended up kind of getting frustrated with it and so finally I said fuck it, like, I'm going to seek a personal trainer. Okay. Um, and in comes my good friend, Keith. <laughs> oh, my God. Gosh, we talk about him a lot. I know. I, because I, I freaking love that man. He is such a good dad. He is such a good guy. He is such an amazing trainer. And he was such a pivotal moment for you when it came to you and your journey. He was a huge pivotal moment um, because I... At this point, you know, this is like 2015-ish, um, I was starting to work up north, and I basically, I <laughs> shit went wrong down here, I moved my entire life six hours up north, and took nothing but a bag with me, and I was coming down every now and again to, to visit, and um, I had purchased these personal training sessions with Keith, and he... He really was the first one to really help me understand periodization and load management, weight management, recovery, um, a proper progression in skills and learning lifting cues and learn like focusing more on technique and, mm-hmm. and, and form, right? And learning the, the nuances about um, powerlifting and your big three, right? Your SBD. For sure. And so... With him, I think the biggest pivotal moment was when I, like, first started off with him, I struggled squatting, like, 95 pounds. Because I had literally no muscle on my frame. Like, I had yeah. nothing on my frame. Um, I struggled with a lot of things. And with him, I ended up getting a, like, I ended up getting my first three-plate deadlift. Oof. And that was with, like, two, three months of coaching? Okay. Four, month, four months of coaching, something like that. I got my very first three-plate deadlift. And that, to me, was a huge moment. Like, that, to me, was a massive moment because I nearly snapped the entirety of my shit deadlifting <laughs> two plates. Yeah. And to to add another, you know, 90 pounds on top of that and yeah. lift that, that, to me, was a huge moment. That, was, that, was, that, to me, was the moment where I realized I can. Were you still eating, like... 800 to 1100 calories a day or hell no so from like 168 when i started when i started training i ended up going up to like 
185, 190, okay. and hovering there. But I was like, when I began to lift, I realized that my appetite was, it was like rocket fuel. Like, I needed to <laughs> eat. Like, with lifting weights and, you know, between lifting weights, traveling so often, like, I needed to eat. Totally. Otherwise, I was going to rip someone's face off. Or, yeah. like go foraging in the woods or hunt a small fuzzy animal and eat it because i was like that was, i was that hungry starving. i was starving when and you weren't with keith were you training on your own at that point i was training on my own or i'd like i'd uh go to the gym with my brother um or you know another friend and like i said i was doing movements but i wasn't there was really no it wasn't really effective right? okay and it wasn't really effective in the sense, like, you don't know where to progress from there. Like, you start and you just kind of stay at that weight for however many reps or sets. And you do that for weeks on end, but you never really progress, right? Yeah. Like, so I wasn't really seeing any benefit from it. I wasn't really seeing any gain from it. I was just doing. <laughs> okay. Um, and then, yeah, when I was started training with Keith, he was the one to kind of really point me in the direction of like macros and what I should be looking at. And this was, this was back when it's like you ate like one to two grams of protein per pound of body weight. Ouch. <laughs> right. Ugh. I know. And you were basically just eating, like you were just eating to fill that void in your gut. Yeah. Right? And trying to focus more on protein. Um, that was one thing I, I, I'm, I'm super fortunate about. Like I didn't, delve into the fad diets like i didn't delve into like keto or the paleo diet or eliminating carbs carbs are scary oh my god Fats make you fat exactly like i didn't do that i just ate okay <laughs> and yeah like i i began like putting on weight putting on healthy weight seeing my totals in the gym start going up seeing muscle development which Woo! is something i'd never seen before like seeing like the you know like striations in my delt and like like um definition in the back and like in triceps the triceps the horseshoe yeah <laughs> but i began seeing that i'm like yo this is cool as shit like, yeah. and then i don't know what happened i think i think it was just like yes long distance relationship between keith and i did not work out we had to break up <laughs> and still to this day neither of you are over it no no it's still Still a little sad about that. I know. It's fine. I will accept the fact that you are not over your relationship yeah, with a man. That's fine. You just need to accept it. I'm, I'm literally saying I have. Perfect. I have accepted you and Keith have this <laughs> unfinished business of your love story. Absolutely. Um, and then I think by this time you and I had gotten together. Yeah. And I started kind of showing you like... What I had showed you what Keith had showed me, you know, I'd passed on that knowledge. <laughs> it was a, it was a big pivotal moment in like my, it was, it was then when I realized like I really wanted to learn how to train people mm -hmm. properly. Mm -hmm. Cause I feel like I did you a bit of a disservice. Like even though I did show you, I, I felt like what I've learned, what I know now and what I, I teach now is nothing in comparison to what I was back then. Like it was... Yeah very baseline almost gym bro-y because keith was very knowledge-based and very science-based and i fucking listened to none of that because i just wanted to see progress and i think i just i i took what he had showed me and i just kind of bastardized it in my own way and and it it just kind of 
spewed forth into like just very basic bro knowledge and i think i taught you so wrong and i'm so sorry (laughs) (laughs) i do have to say though because like at this point we were working out together pretty regularly gosh i just that small jam Mm -hmm. oh man champions champions Champions. that's where we worked out and i remember i would work out and i could see you out of the corner of my eye and you would just like you're like shaking your head at me and I'm like, what is your problem? And you're like, what are you doing? I'm like, I'm working out. And you, But you'd be like, but what are you doing? I'm like, what do you mean? I'm here. I'm pushing some stuff, picking it up, putting it back down. You're like, but what's your purpose? I was like, what the fuck kind of question is that? I'm at the gym. Like, the, I'm not here to think and have a purpose. Like, I had no idea. I had yeah. no understanding of any of this. And so finally you were like, I remember you and I started like working out together. Like Mm -hmm. I'd follow like the programs that you were doing and I don't even know where you were getting these programs from. I like, I don't know if you were building your, I don't think you were building your own at this point. No, this was my phase when I followed and I will not name social media influencers or personalities for the sake of saving my own ass. But like I was following some pretty big names and like kind of just splicing together programs from these big names and putting it all together and really in hindsight like none of it made sense (laughs) like none of it made sense oh so you were just feeding me all these lies that you had a plan and really you had shit pretty much so i do have to say though like i will drop one name like i specifically remember we went through this phase where like dlb had like dropped her like bodybuilding pre-competition notebook and we had gotten it somehow and i would remember we would just like open a page and be like this is the workout that we're doing today and those drop sets, oh man, that woman could do shoulder drop sets until she was fucking dead. Yeah. And I remember doing them. Yeah. But at least, like, that was when we started, like, or at least for me, like, that was the first time I had started following a plan. Yeah. Versus just being, like, like, I was I was pretty comfortable in the gym at that point. Like, I understood how to do most of the machines. I understood most of the movements. I'm not saying I did them correctly, like I mean, as most of us start off, like that's just like I look back on my squats and I'm like, wow, why didn't anybody stop me? Like, yeah, ouch, yeah. Oh, my soul just hurts just thinking about those. But yeah. this was when I started realizing, like, like little pieces of like progressive overload and like, mm-hmm. okay, you have to be doing like you. Well, you can do full body workouts all the time. Like it. I was starting to become more purposeful with my, my movements. Yeah. And I, I yeah, I think, Ooh, again, I'm not going to Voldemort this person's name into existence, but you and I had the same trainer once upon a time. Yeah. And well, you know, I, I'm not going to speak for you. I'm not going to speak for you um, in this, but I think knowing what I know now and looking back at it, looking back at the program that I had gotten from this person, um, now, I can look at it and be like, none of this shit makes sense. Like, none of it made sense. Mm -hmm. What, and like you were saying, what is the purpose? And I think I had, I had banked, I had banked a lot of my trust in said person to build this program. And it was effective. Don't get me wrong. It was effective. You wanted to lose weight. You got on this person's program and you were going to lose weight. But the movements, the, the, the periodization, the exercise selection just made no sense to me. Yeah. Like going from a four by eight seated cable row to a 10 by 10 squat halfway through your, 
your training day and then doing more exercise on top of that. Like in hindsight, I was like, man, like this is great shit. And now like looking back at it, I'm like, what the fuck was going on there? (laughs) Well, I do think like when we had first started training with a coach, like first of all, you put all of this, um, you put, you, you put everything you have into this coach, you put all your trust into this coach and it like for us, like as much as like there is bad blood, like for me, it was such a learning opportunity for us because mm-hmm. I specifically remember like I had gotten a new program and at this point we were, I don't know, we were probably a year into really like focusing on, on like movement and nutrition and stuff like that. And I remember being like, why am I doing the same exercise twice in one day? Like it was like lateral raises or something like I was doing like a hundred reps of lateral raises it was lateral raises and then medial delt raises it's like it's the same fucking thing I know and I remember (laughs) coming to you because like at this point like for those who don't know like Mike is like a fucking walking encyclopedia okay and if he doesn't know the answer he will research the answer and so at this point he'd gotten low-key obsessed with understanding movement and so at this point like and obviously he had much more knowledge in it than I did um, I would, I went to him and I'm like, why am I doing these movements? Like, why am I doing a hundred reps of this? Like, I don't get it. And it was at this point that I think Mike had really started to click. Like, I don't want, he was like, I don't want to follow someone else's program. And he's like, I have enough knowledge and understanding of like, this doesn't make sense. Like, sure. We're moving and it was working. Like Mike said, like that, what we were doing was working, but we, there was the lack of purpose behind it. Um, was becoming very apparent for us. And be, that was because our training sense had started to change in, I'm just moving to move to shit. I'm moving because I want to lift the heavy things. Mm-hmm. Like for us, like power lifting is our preferred gym style. And that's not for everybody. And that's totally fair. Yeah. Like there's so many, like you can CrossFit, you can do the bodybuilding, you can do the power lifting, you can do Olympic lifting. Like you can be a runner, you can do yoga, you can pick whatever movement you want. But Usually at some point you fall into some sort of a category, yeah. you know, like what your preferred style you is. You find your niche and what, totally. what, what you're comfortable with. And it, I think it was at this point where we really realized like our niche and where we wanted to be was powerlifting. Yeah. And so, yeah. and the coach that we had, that wasn't her niche. So it wasn't like, it was no longer aligned. Like it was no longer benefiting us because we had now figured out like, this isn't, this isn't the road we want to go down. And so at that point, like we pulled out and that's okay. Like it's totally fine to like sign up with a coach when you don't know what you, when you don't know what you don't know, like it is what it is. And so for us, like that was just, for me, it was such a learning opportunity because it, it forced us to find where we wanted to be. It it did. You know, like, like I said, like it was effective at what the purpose was and the purpose was you wanted to lose weight. Yeah. It wasn't to necessarily add numbers to your gym total or get ready for a platform or a stage. That wasn't the purpose. It was effective. Mm -hmm. Don't get me wrong. If you do 100 reps of anything, it'll be effective. Totally. But it gave us the opportunity to really find what we were comfortable with, what we were good at, and what we wanted to strive for. Yeah. I think that... I think you nailed it with that is that it helped us find and settle into our niche. Right. Um, again, bad blood aside, 
was it effective? Yes. Was it effective for us? Yes. But in hindsight, was it was it purposeful in the sense like of what we wanted to do? No. Was it um, was it kind of confusing and kind of overloading and overwhelming? I would say absolutely it was. Bad blood aside, though, like bad blood aside, like it was super overwhelming and had no like i think part of the problem that came up too is that we started having questions Mm -hmm. and we wanted to know why are we doing this like i remember with nutrition i remember she'd give me a meal plan and this was back when like that was what a coach did a coach just gave you a meal plan and that was what you followed and i started having questions of like um well how much like what should my macros be around and i remember there was such resistance when i asked that question um and it I I had a hard time like getting that answer. And so I was like, well, I don't want to, if I can't follow the meal plan seven days a week, because I don't want to eat the same thing seven days a week, I want to make sure that I'm able to stay aligned. But I'm curious what these numbers are. And this is when macros really became part of the conversation. Like this was, I was a little bit late to the game, but like macros were pretty, pretty big. And that was Mm -hmm. what you would follow. So I'd be like, well, I had all, and so I had all these questions. I was like, how much protein am I supposed to be eating? Um, how much protein is in a chicken breast? And I couldn't even get a straight answer there. And it was like, so I can't remember what the answer came back as. And I was like, well, how do you know that? And well, and the answer was, well, I just do. And so yeah. then all of these questions started coming up and it was, and it was starting to get hard because with us traveling back and forth, like at this point I was in Northern Alberta with Mike full time and we'd be coming back to the city. And so we couldn't always meal prep we weren't always in control so I wanted to still stay aligned with like how much I should be eating but it in in that aspect it was there was no flexibility it was like you just have to eat what I've written out for you so then all of these questions started to boil Mm. and really it became to the point where like hey I'm not getting the answers that I I need to understand why I'm lifting this way to know why I'm eating this way and really it brought us to here like now at that as much as they're was tension and confusion and overwhelming like really it pushed us to learn yeah it, it pushed us to educate ourselves and Absolutely. like that was that was a big reason that I did my nutrition coaching was because I wanted to be able to give these answers because I wanted to be able to understand why why am I eating yeah proteins carbs fats fruits and vegetables like who gives a shit like yeah. really like if calories are king like why does it matter what I'm eating and so while yes the calorie deficit is important like it's funny you touched on this, like you had said, like all that matters is like calories and movement and like how you don't exactly feel like that's accurate. I mean, at the end of the day, calorie deficit is like where you want to be, but there's so many things that play into that now. And I love that the conversation is changing about this. Yeah. I, and I mean, science is science, physics is physics. Science doesn't lie to you. Like calories in calories out is king. Calories are king, Mm -hmm. right? Like that is, if you want to lose weight, you, as much as I hate this term, as much if you want to lose weight, eat less, move more. Totally. However, with that being said, my gripe with that is people got to understand that it's, it's sometimes it's difficult to just eat less and move more. Totally. Right. Like it is difficult to do that on so many different levels. It absolutely is. Think about all the shift workers out there. Think about the single moms. Think about people who live in like food deserts. Right. Like we lived in northern Alberta. Sometimes getting, for those who are not from Alberta, Northern Alberta is basically the tundra. 
not really, but that's felt exactly like it. felt like it. Groceries but, were expensive. We had limited groceries. Exactly. Sometimes you couldn't even get like typical produce. Like there's yeah. like it's it's so limited, and yeah. so it, it's fair. I mean, yeah, we yeah. we were forced to. Or you know, going back, like going way back, like I never grew up with, you know, a beautiful home and like money in the bank account. Like my family was very very poor once upon a time, and we had to eat what we were given from the food bank or what we could afford at the grocery store. Totally. And sometimes that wasn't you know just that wasn't just like your your fresh well-balanced meal yeah it wasn't your fresh proteins it wasn't like fresh produce right like sometimes it was canned crap right and like it filled my gut yeah it might have not have been the healthiest but it filled my gut right and it kept us alive yeah my family didn't have money to put me into team sports like yeah they put me into martial arts and stuff like that and that was just scrounging by like Mm -hmm. um but i didn't get sometimes normal physical activity that most yeah. young kids have like and so when people say oh just eat less move more like what in that person's life is preventing them from doing that mm-hmm. like it's easier said than done and that's my gripe with it right like it's hard to deny that calories are king and calories in calories out is what matters but understanding people's circumstances yeah that's where it gets kind of gray and that's where my gripe is like you need to understand the individual yeah. before you can get them before you can push them towards just eating less and moving more. <laughs> Absolutely. And then, I mean, now the conversation has started too about, um, like recovery time and stress levels yeah. and sleep and, um, all of these other things. And, and even just like acknowledging where we are as a society when it comes to being social, like being social nine times out of 10, when you are hanging out with somebody that's going to include food. Mm-hmm. And so it really comes down to figuring out a balance. Like it's, we're, we're trying to get away from this, like all or nothing, like two workouts a day, two workouts a day, chicken, rice, and broccoli. Oh, God. Um, not going out to social events because you're worried about like participating, and it's trying to find like the balance amongst it all. And sure, yeah. like don't get me wrong, like there it's gonna come with sacrifices. Like maybe your social outing means you control the food and you mm-hmm. are you are making the food, so you're staying aligned with all yeah. of your goals and your numbers. Or maybe it means eating before you go, so that you're not tempted to yeah. like eat all these things you can still be social and you can still do things without having to eat or maybe it's moving around your workouts like okay i'm not gonna have time to do a full leg day today can i swap my days around so i could do a quick shorter workout still stay aligned like there's the conversation is changing too yeah or can i pick three exercises do those exercises and finish it in like the next half hour 45 minutes that i have totally yeah to burn however it looks for you like the it's just the conversation is changing from the all or nothing mentality which is Something that so many of us, including myself, are struggling with. Mm-hmm. This all or nothing thing. Like, I was here for that, but apparently that's not, like, stable anymore. So, it is what it is. So, so. I, th- I think we've delved enough about me. <laughs> what, do you think we talked enough about you? <laughs> yeah. Um, I think that was more than enough for people to take in and... <laughs> create assumptions about me and think, man, this guy's really fucked up. <laughs> oh my gosh. You're dramatic. Nobody thinks that. No. Um, but so what about you? Like, what did that feel like when you, like the first time you like, you said, man, I need to make a change. And then you saw that change. What did that feel like for you? Oh God. <laughs> <laughs> I'm having flashbacks and they're like cringeworthy. Um, 
my journey has definitely not been as big of a roller coaster as yours and i definitely didn't fall into the extremes like i remember being an athlete growing up and i remember there being conversation about like pay attention to what you're eating and eat carbs before a game like blah blah, blah. but i didn't pay attention i didn't give a shit i just like whatever my mom put on the table i trusted was going to be um full of the nutrients that i needed and my parents they did very well like they there was always vegetables on the plate there was always a protein on the plate like they well they weren't like 100 on like purposeful with the foods that they were giving us like sometimes it was just like whatever's quick and easy I mean like my parents had me and my sibling in school and both playing hockey and like so it was kind of and they were both working full-time so it was kind of like whatever they could get out there and so they did very well and it, it did very well for me like while I was an athlete and stuff like that but my I was never comfortable with my body I mean I'm like fucking five eight right like I'm a goddamn giant for a female and I got shoulders that are too big to fit through doorways and it is what it is and i played hockey i've got massive legs so i was never comfortable in my body i feel like people have this image of you as like zangy from friggin yes <laughs> like that, street fighter that's how i like, feel <laughs> that's not how you are though <laughs> but when i like but the, compared to my friends like fair you know what i mean fair. like for a female yeah. like it's like it's a I'm just Damn. like this like big body structure that got long hair and <laughs> Jesus Christ this gets worse <laughs> anyways so I was never comfortable fucking in my butt big Bertha <laughs> okay okay sorry you just quiet yourself <laughs> but I remember I can vividly remember it like I there's a photo of me somewhere out there hopefully it's never found again but I had it's a it was my friend's birthday and we bought her a fish for her birthday and it's me like holding this fish in a bag and I remember looking at this photo and being like whoa where did that come from like when did I get so big like it was this huge like light bulb moment of like whew, that's not working anymore and I felt so uncomfortable and I remember like going to the gym and being like hey I'm gonna pay attention like I'm gonna I'm gonna eat better and I'm gonna work out and like I go to the gym but like there was no purposeful training but I was going to the gym so it was great but I remember stepping on the scale like all the time being like if I hit 200 pounds like that's it game over I'm just gonna call it quits and like then I hit 200 pounds then I hit 210 then I hit 220 and like I just never was focused or driven enough to like make a big change until I signed up with my coach and then I think the missing factor for me was accountability like I needed somebody to hold me accountable I think I remember that too when you signed up with with your coach first like I think you would barge into the room and you're like something's gotta change and I'm like okay <laughs> I was slightly terrified for my life because you Cause had Big the, Bertha was coming around you had the murder eyes I'm like mm, if I say something wrong I'm gonna get it <laughs> and so like I don't really know I, I don't have any of these like big milestone moments like pre-journey post-journey like during journey 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 um I was just very like I just accepted kind of like where I was going and how I was getting there until I started to see the change and when I started noticing that like I was losing weight and our habits changed and things just like really started to settle um that's when things became really important to me and like in the forefront of my mind and I started paying attention and since then like since I've started paying attention like those are when the milestone moments in my journey have happened like that's when like like being like being able to squat, like seeing videos of myself squatting and being like, wow, that doesn't look like a train wreck. Like that's dope. 
I think you shared a post on our Instagram of you, like, your squat glow up. Yeah. And, like, that was big. Like, yeah. that was, that was, I remember you, like, showing me that. Like, you almost had tears in your eyes. Yeah. And you're like, holy crap. <laughs> or I remember cr- literally crying at the gym when I deadlifted 225. I was there. <laughs> I cried. I A Snapchat came up of that, like, recently. And, like, I cried for it. Like, and those were, like, big moments for me. Though, or, I don't, I don't know, like, being able to step on the scale and like not be offended by it like that's a big moment i feel personally attacked by your scale yeah and like or like for me now it's like when i see new lines like i was like doing flies or something and i could like see muscles like i was like those are defining moments for me and i think for me it's just become so natural to like pay attention to like what i'm eating and like acknowledge what i'm eating and but I'm also not 100% on it either. Like, I still have moments where I'm like, fuck it. I'm just going to eat whatever I want. And then don't get me wrong. I have a few days. I'm like, well, we probably didn't need to go that overboard or like, okay, great. Now I have to like tighten it up. Like my consistency still isn't where I want it to be. It's significantly better than it, where it was. And like, I'm fueling myself throughout my workouts and I'm able to do things that I didn't think I'd be able to do, um, but, like, my journey's not over yet, like, by any means. Like, I still have so much to learn and so much to, like, gr- like grow on as a person. So, Well, yeah. I think the journey doesn't stop either, right? Like, it just evolves and it just shifts, yeah. right? It just, it becomes your everyday life. Like, the journey, people think there's an end goal to this. And really, there's no real end goal. It's just shifting and evolving to what life demands of you and what how life progresses and what the world demands of you Mm -hmm. sort of thing, right? Like we evolve and we adapt, but the journey never really ends. Yeah, totally. Like, I think it's like, it really comes back to that like balanced lifestyle thing that we keep preaching. Like I, I want to be able to like, we're such social people and you're freaking foodie and you can cook like nobody's business. So like, I want to be able to like enjoy those moments with my friends and family without having that guilt or without having like that regret of like, Oh, we ate Chinese food last night. Like today's a wash. This week's a wash. Like for me, it's like, it's, it's all of those like healthy boundaries and habits that I've built of like, okay, so we ate out yesterday. So I'm not, uh, yesterday was a Tuesday and I ate out Well, I'm going to throw out the rest of this week. Like, it's like just acknowledging it for what the day was and like being able to like go forward and be like, Hey, like I ate out yesterday. So I'm not eating out today because that's like what my body deserves. My body deserves to like have proper nutrition and I want to feel good for the rest of the day. Like I'm not going to eat gluten today, even though there's a giant loaf of banana bread because I don't want to feel like shit for the next five days. Like it's just like being in tune with myself and, and, and keeping that balance. So you touched on the fact that like there was a moment where you realized you wanted to be able to teach people how to lift and you wanted to like, like you had touched on it with me. Like you were like, you wanted, you wanted to show me how to do these things and you wanted to, um, do it properly. So how did, like when, why fitness though? Like why, like why not, why didn't nutrition appeal to you? Cause you were never interested in that. No, I, <laughs> Is it weird for me to say, like, me being a foodie really makes nutrition just a wash for me? Like, I just like creating food. Like, I don't necessarily like thinking about... I don't like looking at my food and being like, 
there's this many grams of protein and this many grams of carbs. Like, I just like creating mm-hmm. food. Like, I like creating something that tastes good, that looks good, that is appetizing and filling and good for the soul, right? Yeah. And I am, I am such a, I am such a scientific person. Um, and just learning about anatomy, physiology, the anatomy of strength, training the anatomy of muscle building like that to me appealed so much more because it had to do with the actual physical changes of the body like Mm -hmm. i love dissecting that not bodies that makes me a serial killer but like just dissecting the science behind um bodies and what makes them grow how they react and respond to stress and how much stress is needed and uh, you know how adaptable the body is Nutrition is a science all on its own. And I think maybe one day I'll, you know, dive into that. But for now, just like, uh, yeah, just eat good food. Like eat, ha- eat, <laughs> eat, eat healthy. Eat what makes you happy, right? Cut out majority of the shit. <laughs> but... I don't know that science to me it just doesn't appeal to me you know it just doesn't it just doesn't appeal to me um anatomy appeals to me you know um strength training appeals to me but breaking down macros and everything you can have all of that (laughs) fine i will yeah i didn't like and it's funny because like understanding how to create a program i don't give a shit about I, I don't care. I like, I just, you tell me what to do and I will do it. Like, I don't really care about the science behind why I'm doing this exercise and that exercise. And like, I know it's purposeful. I know that you have a reason for it, but I don't give a shit what it is. Like, I'm just going to do it. Cause you tell me where like nutrition to me was like, I had so many questions of why it's like, why am I eating this? Why, why does it matter? Like, why do the numbers matter? Um, why does it matter if I eat an apple versus an orange? Like those things, like I wanted to understand why. And I what I learned while going through my like coaching was so much more than just like eat these foods because X, Y, Z. It was like, it taught me, sure, like eat specific foods for, for specific reasons, but also learn how to make food that you enjoy. And like, sure, I know that you hate measuring out everything when I tell you to, because I've decided that we're tracking macros again. Like, I know that you hate it because it's an extra step. Like, you still create fantastic food when I'm just like, these are your ingredients or these are the numbers that you need to hit. Like, you can still do it. You just don't like doing it because it's an extra step. Exactly. Well, that's unfortunate. Like, we have goals and that's what we're doing. So I think for me, like, it became so much more than just like eat your chicken rice and broccoli with some olive oil. Like it became like, how do we still get to enjoy the foods that we want to enjoy? Like how do we still get you cooking in the kitchen without completely blowing out any progress that we're working towards and just like staying mindful and learning how, how we can do that, learning how we can still be social, still host dinner, still have people over, still go out and eat all you can eat sushi because that's our goddamn catalyst. Like, how can we do all of those things? You mean kryptonite. That's what I meant. Whatever. <laughs> Anyways. Um, like how, like I wanted to understand how we 
could do all the things that we enjoy doing while still making progress on our body goals. Like, and then you just tell me what to lift and tell me when I'm not allowed to max out. I don't really like that rule. That's because maxing out is not going to get you any further. I know, but I just want to like know how much I can lift. I know, but you can figure that out later. When's later? <laughs> later. When? Later. You always just tell me later. Exactly. And then I just get impatient, so I do it anyway. Oh, you impatient. Mm. <laughs> um, all right. Well, I think we're going to wrap it up there because that was a lot to take in. That was yeah. That was a lot, a lot. Um, any closing points from you? No. I just hope that everybody just take something away from all this. If nothing else, just like find one point in what we've said, take one experience that we've had and hold it into your world, like bring it into your journey and and apply it into, into where you're at and let us know, let us know what that point is. Let us know what spoke to you because we want to speak about our journey and we want to speak about our roadblocks and our wins and what we're going through and and share with you guys the knowledge that we have. But we also, we want your feedback. Like if you don't give a shit, tell us you don't give a shit. But if you're like, Hey, I feel it when Mike said that he was eating 800 to 1100 calories and feeling like a trash can, like we want to hear those things. We want to hear what you guys are relating to. So yeah. Yeah. So share your journey with us, Uh, DM us, comment, whatever. We'd like to hear from you guys too. And we'd like to hear where you're at in your journey, where, you, where you've where you been, and where you plan to go. And if you feel like you need an uh, extra push in a good direction, feel free to DM us for a free consultation. And we'd be happy to set you guys on the right path. So with that, we're going to close this episode out. And we hope you guys enjoyed. We hope to catch you guys at the next one. And we wish you guys a very lovely day. Thank you guys so much for giving us this time and spending part of your day listening to us chat on RL Talks. Um, We would love for you guys to share this episode. Um, We will be doing a giveaway for a gift card. We're going to do it once a month. Um, So every episode, if you share it to your social media, make sure you tag us in it and you will be entered into a gift card giveaway and we will announce it at the end of every month. Have a fantastic day and we cannot wait to share our next story with you.